So, when was your last checkup? Oh no, not you. Although that's important too, but when was your last vehicle checkup? When it comes to service, nobody knows your Chevy better than your local Chevy dealer. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com to schedule an appointment today. Chicago's Afternoon News. This is 720 WGN. Steve is here. Mary, Kevin, I'm Lisa Dent. Thank you for listening. IVF is not all that unusual anymore in vitro fertilization, but what happens when there's a mix-up? This is a pretty interesting story. It's an Ohio family, and what happened... (laughs) is almost stunning the way it happened that so many years passed before they figured this out so way back in 1991 janine and mike harvey went to a doctor who was the chief of division of reproductive endocrinology and infertility at suma akron city hospital but what happened is mrs harvey's egg was not fertilized by her husband's sperm but by another man And how they found out is what makes this story interesting. And what are they going to do about it now? Uh, Say hello to our guest. This is Ashley Case Sletvold. You're an attorney, right, Ashley? And you're representing this family? That's right. Yes. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Great, thanks. Hope you're staying warm. (laughs) We always manage here in Chicago. Okay, so what makes this story interesting to me is it was a Christmas gift that helped them uncover the truth. Why don't you tell everybody about that? Absolutely. So Jessica and her husband were planning to go to Europe uh, post-COVID. I think a lot of us were looking to to get out after that. And she wanted to connect with some of her relatives in Italy. Her father's side of the family is all from Italy, and that was kind of the primary cultural heritage in which she was raised. But when her results came back, it didn't show any connection to Italy. There was nothing in her ethnicity that would suggest a connection to that side of the family. So that's when they started, you know, really asking questions. At first, they thought things might be just a mistake. So they took another DNA test with a different company um, and then followed up with a a formal paternity test. And and it all confirmed that the father that had raised her was not biologically related to her. Um, This led to uh, searches of genetic records. And eventually we narrowed it down to another patient of the same fertility doctor uh, who had been who is her biological father. So Jessica Harvey Galloway gets a DNA kit as a Christmas gift. A lot of us give those as Christmas gifts. And she takes the test and she's like, well, this doesn't really match up with family history. Takes another test, then takes a test that definitively determines that the father that has raised her, her mom and dad, that's really not her dad. And indeed, who identifies as her father based on DNA, is another patient of the doctor who did the IVF. How often has this happened? I think this worries everybody who's had IVF. Has this happened a lot? It should worry everyone who's had any sort of uh, interaction with the fertility clinic because the re- the industry is less regulated than nail salons in this country. Um, there are very few if any requirements, depending on the state. There's no federal oversight. It's definitely time to to join our call, which at our firm at Piper Wolf, we've been calling on legislators to take action to regulate this industry for years because we get calls every day about problems that people find out through Ancestry.com or 23andMe kits. We find out about embryos that were switched, you know, recently where parents have delivered a child that wasn't biologically related to them. Um, There are so many errors that happen in this industry, and there's no comprehensive uh, 
system of error reporting such that consumers trying to secure these services would have any way of knowing whether the clinic they're about to, to pay thousands of dollars to to help them build their family is in fact you know running a an uptight or an operation that they can trust. Uh, This is Ashley K. Sletvold. She's the attorney representing the Ohio family who has filed a lawsuit after this DNA test kit that they got for Christmas revealed that the person she thought was her father was not her father. And IVF is so commonplace. It was fairly new in 1991. But I got to tell you, attorney Sletvold, when you just said that nail salons are better regulated then fertility clinics or IVF clinics, uh, that stops me in my tracks. Can you talk more about that? Absolutely. Cosmetologists have to be licensed by the states in which they, in which they work. Uh, but embryologists, who are the, the lab technicians who handle the very components of life in these fertility labs, are not. They, there is no... Uh, training that is required by the state. There's no licensing protocol, nothing that requires them to receive uh, ongoing training or to even demonstrate basic competence. It's really all entirely behind the closed doors of those laboratories where life is created. And, And the fact that there is less regulation of that most intimate of space and important of, of life consequences for people, um, it's really stunning and it surprises most people. Um, and it is the reason that we've been calling for regulation of this industry for years. What happens in those labs, people need to be able to trust. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, and I am stunned that there is no training, that it's just techs who take care of this. If you're just joining us, I'm speaking with attorney Ashley K. Sletvold. She's representing an Ohio family, a woman who got a DNA test kit for Christmas, thought, I'm going to go see my dad's Italian relatives, and then found out, well, I'm not Italian, and... Further testing revealed that there was a mix-up at the IVF clinic back in 1991. So the man that raised her, the person she knows as her father, really isn't her father. And now I can't imagine the emotion involved knowing that there is another person out there that is your biological father that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, it's a heartbreaking disruption for any family. And we've worked with thousands of victims of fertility misconduct, and it damages who these people think they are. It disrupts their whole conception of who they are and where they come from. And that's a serious injury that can take people a long time to come to terms with. Uh, The the fundamental disruption of who they believe themselves to be and and where they situate themselves in the world. Like we, we feel connected to our families in such special ways. And when that connection is broken through no fault of your own, you know, our clients did everything right. Most fertility patients do everything right. They do everything the doctors ask them to do. And then at that moment of conception in the lab, if, if things don't go according to plan and, and the wrong specimens are used, the damage that can be caused over a lifetime is, is devastating. Uh, we've, we've repeatedly compared the state of affairs uh, in the fertility industry to the Wild West, and that's not hyperbole. Um, it is entirely uh, unregulated as far as what needs to be reported when these kinds of errors take place, and that needs to change. And so this is what your firm does. They they focus on IVF or what did you call it? Fertility misconduct? 
Yeah, one of our areas of practice at the firm is is fertility misconduct, and we represent all different types of people from those who've experienced problems like the Harveys, where they find out years later through a uh, an ancestry or 23andMe test that that there's a, a problem with the genetic, well, you know, their genetic understanding of their conception as they understood it, as well as people on, with ongoing current problems that are, are that find out that they've had, you know, a recent case that we filed involves a couple that was given an, um, the embryo of another patient, and it was just an, a swap of the embryos. They it, they transferred the wrong embryos into the wrong patients. And so these women gave birth to someone else's child. And after the after this error was discovered by the families, by the way, not by any action of the fertility clinic, uh, these families wound up a few months after the children's birth essentially swapping their children. Oh, um, I, I am putting someone... Can you, know, you imagine putting I, I, someone I cut in the umbilical cord. To- I cut the umbilical cord on my child. My child is adopted. And uh, from the moment that I did that and took him home, I thought, I, I prayed, please don't ever let me have to give this child up for any reason because you bond immediately. And I can't imagine after three or four months having to swap babies. That would... That would crush me for the rest of my life. So um, what do you expect to happen out of this lawsuit? Well, we hope that this is part of the effort that eventually brings the kind of regulation that is necessary in this industry to avoid the kind of pain that our clients are feeling and that so many other victims of fertility misconduct have experienced. Um, It is time to hold these these clinics accountable when they make errors and to get the legislation in place that will hopefully diminish the the number of problems like this that we see. And once again, you stand by the fact that you said nail salons are better regulated than fertility clinics. 100%. It's the Wild West out there. Thank you for joining me, Ashley K. Sletvold, the attorney for the Ohio family who has filed a lawsuit after DNA. A Christmas gift revealed that there was definitely a mix-up. Steve Bertrand has your news coming up next, and then we're going to speak with uh, one of the firefighters who actually had to go in and help rescue that guy off the ice today, and there was also a rescue a few days earlier on Lake Michigan. All of that's on the way on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.